Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, joined again today by Rando, Random Stats Guy, what's doing mate? Mate, not too much at all, I mean, what a weekend of upsets, I probably got about three out of eight at best on the tipping comp, and one of them was picking the Cowboys because can't go past my team, they're always going to win in Darwin, Um, but yeah, unbelievable round of footy um, to be honest, can't believe that. We saw all those upsets, especially the doggies. How good were they? Yeah, insane. And, mate, I feel like I've been saying it to you every week for the last month, uh, but you must be getting really excited about your Cowboys. I'm, uh, I did our beers and break-evens this afternoon with Timmy Williams, and we are going through and we are looking at you know teams that at the start of the season we thought were easy matchups, and now it just it changes the draw of some players, especially Cowboys games. I mean, I, I was... I was essentially chalking players up to go well above their average against the Cowboys. Now I'm saying, fuck, I think they're going to go well below. The Cowboys are killing it, mate. Mate, they have been absolutely um, insane, but I am wary they haven't faced some top team oppositions yet. I think their wins, they did the double on the Raiders. Um, they Who else did they have as well? They had the Broncos. You just played Parramatta, the Eels man. Was a big one. The Eels was a big scalp, yeah. so we'll take that. Um, but... I mean, Dylan Brown playing out of position, we've all heard it throughout the news about um, people's thoughts on that. So we won't dive too deep into there. But yeah, I think um, we're happy with how we're performing at the moment. Um, Take it game by game, that's for sure. And we've got Newcastle this weekend, so chance to go even higher up that ladder, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. That could be uh, a bit of a bloodbath up there in North Queensland. Fuck, it's it's a hard road trip when you're already struggling uh, for the Newcastle Knights. Two new halves as well. I think they've got Crosland and um, uh, who was the other bloke that they just brought in? Tip of the tongue, Tex Hoy. Texy Hoy, yeah. Up as well. So sexy, sexy. two new halves going to Townsville. That is a hostile um, awakening for those boys. Yeah, very tough gig. KP going back to his old club. Plenty going on. Uh, mates, we're going to rip and tear into our dream team, our team of the week first, dream team. Fucking weird. Team of the week uh, <laughs> first and... 
Uh, mate, I'm actually reasonably confident because you kind of tipped me off before that I'd done pretty well. Uh, but I thought that my team this week was um, was a pretty good side. I thought it was pretty damn accurate. And I think that some of the guys that Timmy and Kempi left out, I've got a feeling that they might feature in yours because some of their stats were incredible and no one really spoke about them. But we'll start in the fullback jersey, mate. Uh, I had Scotty Drinkwater. I think he was the unanimous decision uh, from the three of us on Bloke in a Bar. Who did you have there, mate? Um, I went for James Tedesco on this one. I thought that Teddy played really well for a losing side. Once again, 299 metres, 11 tackle breaks, a try and four offloads. Almost had a triasis at that end to cap it off. Um, but I understand all the hype about Scotty Drinkwater because a lot of people have messaged me saying, where is Drinkwater in this Um for me, Drinky, he had half the amount of runs as James Tedesco, only ran for 122 metres in comparison. I understand he had those uh, two try assists and a try on top of it, um, but I just had Teddy over there just with the tackle breaks and the offloads um, on top of that as well as the run metres. So that was why he just got the edge over Scotty. So does Drinkwater get a feature in your team anywhere or, or he, he didn't make the bench or anything? Unfortunately, he didn't make the bench. He's the B-side fullback, though. He was my second best fullback, very close to Teddy. But um, I had another player um, who I took to take that utility 14 spot. Yeah, we'll get there. So Drinkwater's wrong. I, I had Teddy as my 14. So I'll take that as a little win out of position, but he's in my side. My wingers, I had Fox and I had Kyle Felt. Um, pretty, yeah, I, I think both of these will feature in yours. Who did you have? I actually had the two Storm wingers on this oh, occasion. Obviously, that. I had Coates as well, but also Nick Meany. I thought he had a really good game as well. Um, plenty of metres, um, try assists as well, as as well as some line break assists too for the Melbourne Storm. So they those two featured in, and I was very surprised that the Fox and Felty weren't up there, but they were the next two wingers behind these two. Starting to notice a little trend with your wingers, but I'll save it for next week to see if it if I can get a little bit closer. Mate, my centers, I had Olam and Stags. Who did you have? I had um, Justin Olam. Of course, he was my uh, he was my player of the week, and I actually had Cam Graham over uh, Tony Stags yeah, on fair. this occasion. Which yeah. was, um, I thought Cam Graham was pretty outstanding for the Rabbitohs. I know they were down a man. And you can look at it circumstantial, but the stats don't see that at all. They just see statistical dominance, which our Cam Graham had just over Katoni Staggs. But Staggs was my third best. Third best. Okay. Jeez. Uh, I was riding high last week. It's looking fucking grim this week. Um, Cody Walker was my 5'8". Anything? No, I had um, I had Luke Brooks as my five eight with um, Jesus. Uh, I thought I tried twenty two run meters, three force dropouts as well. Uh, twenty two runs, not run meters. That's pretty pathetic. <laughs> twenty two runs and one hundred and fifty um, meters run as well. So he had a pretty all round good game, mate. If if the seven isn't Nathan Cleary, I'll give it away. Surely, that's it. Yeah. Can't go past Nathan Cleary. He was exceptional. Um, a try, three assists, ten points. He's been. Unbelievable. He's been getting man of the match in each of the uh, last three games as well. He's starting to click into gear, which is scary um, for anyone coming up against Penrith. Now, mate, my my first prop forward, I, I've i got Tao Malolo as a prop forward, but then I've also got Ruben Cotter as my 13. So if you've got them exchanged the other way, I'm happy to cop either one. But Tao Malolo in the front row, Clemmer in the in uh, sorry Cotter in the 13. Have I got either of those two? 
you do have Cotter and Clemmer um, in those front row. I didn't have Jason Taumalolo full stop in my team, but Clemmer's off my bench. Yeah. And uh, Ruben Cotter is, I had him at lock. I actually thought he was playing lock the whole game, um, despite uh, NRL.com telling me he was a front rower playing in there, but obviously both in the middle. So exchangeable. Yeah, lovely. And who, who was your other front rower? I had I had the two front rows I had was Tom Burgess and Alex Twall. I thought Alex mm. Twall another great defensive effort as well as an, in attack. And uh, Tom Burgess, I thought, was really good for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah, I had Twall on my bench too, mate. Did you get much pushback for David Clemmer? Yes, boy, did I ever. Everyone said, what did he do to deserve a spot in that position? But you can't really look past him. Um, three, uh, Five offloads, sorry. 137 metres was the only person who actually looked like he gave a shit in that Knights jersey on uh, Sunday. Yeah, fuck, oh, I thought he had an absolute blind. He was just everywhere. And, like, despite how shit they played, he was everywhere. And he was by far and away the best knight. Uh, mate, Harry Grant, he was my nine, surely. Surely, yes, he is there, Harry Grant. Just too good. Um, I don't think – I think it was daylight till the next took it, to be honest, because Harry Grant was definitely one of the stars. Yeah, mate, one of my back rows I'm confident I'll get. The first one I've got is Ewan Aitken. Yes, sir. That is a that's a perfect one. He had a great game for the New Zealand Warriors. And my other one, I went for Capewell, but I know that his he doesn't tend to stack the same sort of stats uh, as some of these other back rowers. I'm thinking you might have a kick out, maybe. Who who was it? No, I had Angus cried and 135 oh, metres and 80 of those were post-contact metres as well as a try being scored. And he also had 41 tackles with only one miss. I completely forgot about Angus. Actually, uh, Timmy picked him and his team. It was a really good shout. Um, how far off was uh, Capewell in yours? Um, Capewell was a fair bit off. That um, Broncos-Sharks game was an absolute bludger for the stats, to be honest. Um, he was the second best player there, but that was a side that had Nico Hines, who top scored with an overall rank rating of 73. So um, a pretty dodgy game in that sense. Mate, uh, my last two bench players that I had, I had Tino and I had Cam Murray. They're the last two names on my list we haven't, that I haven't gone through. Either of those two make your side? Uh, unfortunately, none of those made my side. Um, Tino was definitely one of the top players in that Titans-Penrith game stats-wise. Um, but I actually went James Tarmow and Ryan Madison and also had Jackson Hastings as my 14 utility as well, um, which is huge having both Tigers halves um, feature, but that's just their running game. I think uh, Hastings had that try assist. He also had um, th- two line breaks on top of it. So he had a really good game. Um, Tarmow, Madison. Madison has been playing some pretty good footy late um, and he was the best of a beaten bunch against the Cowboys. Mate, I actually had James Tamu uh, almost in my side, but he he just he lost that contest at uh, at first marker, so that made me take him out of his side. But I assume on your stats, he wouldn't have actually got a, a missed tackle or, or anything for that. So had a look at him. It, mate, outside of that, he's been playing some really good footy the last few weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Stepped up. I mean, 12 runs for 151 metres. That's some serious um, metres per run there for an old fella like him. Um and he also made a line break and uh, three tackle breaks on top of that. So he's still putting his hand up and trying to take charge of this Tigers team, as you can see there. 
Mate, some some of the other names that I had close there, I had Kate. Well, oh, I already had Kate. I had Marsh, who kick out four and choose to white, and Adam Elliott, Matto, and Coates. So I had Coates in there. Uh, all the rest of them didn't really get close, did they? Hey, uh, what did um what did Adam Elliott score on your system this week? Sorry to put he was um, really good in that Raiders Warriors game. I'll just check him up here to see how he ranked overall. He was around about sixty three, so rated around the same as. Uh, your Leilua's, your Kaloma Tungies, Ben Hunt sort of region. So yeah. not too bad a score for him. Mate, uh, let's dive. Oh, I think, well, what did I get there? I got eight right, nine wrong. That hurts based on the last few weeks. Uh, mate, let's dive into your random stats from each of those games. As you said, the Broncos and the Sharks, bit of a bludger of a game as far as your stats goes. Uh, low scoring one, probably the headline act, Stags and Sifatalakai. Uh, I thought Stags came home with the chocolates, but uh, mate, I didn't think Sifa was that bad. I think he's copped a little bit too much negative press. Uh, you've got a stat for me on the Sharkies. What do you got? Yeah, obviously the Sharks went for that uh, one-point field goal at halftime. Um, it's actually a, a terrible number for the Sharks, an unlucky number, that seven-point stat, because every time they've hit seven points at halftime, which has been uh, uh, five times, the last five times, they've gone on to lose that game. So the last time they won after scoring seven points in the first half was 1981. Since then, um, they've done it four times in the NRO era, all to losses and Two on three occasions they were leading at halftime in those games. Unbelievable, mate! Panthers Titans. Uh, credit to the Gold Coast Titans put up a really good fight uh, in the first half, keeping the Panthers to zero. Uh, essentially unheard of, and uh, yeah, the Panthers. Some some stats coming out of them being kept to zero at halftime. Yeah, absolutely. This is the first time since round two, 2018, that the Panthers have clawed their way back into a game after being kept scoreless at halftime. Now, they've been kept scoreless eight in eight games previously and have gone on to lose those games. Those games obviously include um, the two mid-season games where they lost to the Sharks and the Tigers in 2021, obviously the grand final in 2020 um, as well too. So um, some big games there as well as some bludges in, his, in their 2019 season. Mate, despite a loss, how, how brave was that first half from the Gold Coast? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, I'm at that point of the of the season where someone tells me that the Titans are going to get 40 put on them by Penrith, and you're almost like, surely not. They can give a bit of fight back. So I thought there was going to be a bit of a fight there from the Titans, but I definitely didn't see them holding to zero. I thought it'd be, if anything, it'd be a high-scoring contest, like 40 to 32 or something silly like the Titans usually lose by. Mate, now that you say that, I actually remember you, you saying that last week, and I remember thinking you're a fucking madman, but you weren't that far <laughs> off the money. Not bad. Uh, mate, the Rabbitohs and the Manly Seagulls, this one was obviously uh, dominated by Lawton uh, getting sent from the field. Uh, you've, you've got a stat there on this one? Yeah, obviously, Carl Lawton getting sent off nine minutes into the game. Um, it's the earliest send-off we've seen since Michael Crockett back in 2007. Now, I'll pronounce that properly, Michael Crockett. Not to be mistaken for Michael Crocker. He was uh, the Warriors winger. I don't think he played too many games after this one because he got sent off in the fourth minute for his high shot on Doggies winger Cameron Phelps. Another blast from the past. An absolute no-namer who played a handful of games as well. So um, the Warriors lost their play in the fourth minute. Obviously, you had Fui Maono against the Storm. That was in the 12th minute. So not as close, but that was the second closest, um, we second earliest, I guess, we've seen since uh, that Crockett incident. 
Mate, imagine if you had to pick which one of the two got sent off in the fourth minute, fringe first grade winger Michael Crockett or <laughs> one of the maddest dogs we've ever seen in the NRL, Michael Crocker. Unbelievable. And the reason why Rando had to pronounce that twice is because I misheard him twice uh, before we started recor- recording, assuming it was Mick Crocker. Mate, uh, the Rabbitohs, they've got the wood over the Manly Seagulls just quietly. Yeah, now it's six wins in a row um, against Manly for the Rabbitohs. They haven't had this sort of form um, since the 1980s. Now, their best streak is nine is seven wins in a row, which they did way back in the 40s when uh, Manly just started out. So um, it is a historic win if they get up um, in the next game because they'll tie that sort of record. But this is the best run they've had against Manly since the 80s, at least for now. Mate, talking about games in a row, uh, the Canberra Raiders, uh, they're definitely on the wrong end of the stick there. Yeah, they're not playing too good a footy. I don't know how sticky gets them out of this sticky mess. Um, They've lost their last five games in a row, and there's nothing nice about losing five games in a row for any club, but for the Raiders, they've never gone on and made the finals after going on a losing streak this long. So, It'd be some sort of miracle if they can tie back their season here, but it doesn't look too uh, too crash hot. They've gone on a few four-game losing streaks and made the finals, but uh, never five. Mate, I couldn't believe that game on the weekend. The way that they opened up and the way that Jack scored and set up to. And I, I remember I said on Bloke at a bar the other day, just sitting there, I was, I was watching Jack just cruising, and I just thought, fuck, this has come too easy for this Raiders side. Something bad's going to happen here, and sure yeah. enough... <laughs> I think they were up by eight with 15 minutes to go or something, and just one of the great, one of the great bed shittings to add to the collection of the Canberra Raiders over the last two years. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know how the Warriors clawed that back. I didn't think they were any chance. I thought the uh, the bookies were pretty pretty nice to them with that two dollar um, start heading into the game because obviously they had. Um, they didn't have Josh Curran, who I thought was the, was going to be a huge loss in the middle there for them. But boy, did you and Ankin sort of step up. Um, I know he's a back rower, but like he stepped up big time for the Warriors there. And Dejan Arcee hasn't played footy oh. in so long, comes to a club four days into the season and uh, pulls off a famous victory like that. I mean, you can talk about the Raiders bedshitting, but you got to give some... Uh, a uh, head nod to um, the Warriors here, and I don't have to give a bad Nathan Brown stat, which is even better for the podcast. <laughs> Mate, oh, I've I got to tell you, every time I watched that 5-8 play up in North Queensland, I thought, oh, he's decent, but he's not too flashy, but he might play 40 first-grade games. Mate, he looked like a star at the Warriors the other day. Yeah, he is absolutely incredible. I think he was he had a really good role against the Panthers way back going to say 2020 or something like that when he came on. That was when Hammer scored that freakish individual try at uh, Penrith Stadium. Um, But uh, ever since then, we haven't really seen him do much. He's been pretty limited off the bench, hasn't really had a starting impact, but good to see him at the Warriors. And how about that uh, shot going around the uh, pipes of him as a Warriors fan, waving that flag and getting that moment? That's what every kid dreams of. That was sensational. You love to see that shit in rugby league. Now, you mentioned that Nathan Brown, he escaped the stats this week. Uh, And then I had a look at the sheet here and under Bulldogs Roosters, I saw Trent Barrett and I thought, oh, fuck, here we go. Here comes another L for Trent Barrett. But, mate, this one's pretty impressive. I, I, I think you should be pretty proud of this one. Yeah, absolutely. He um, has got the wood on Trent Robinson. He's now got won four games from uh, seven meetings against Robbo, giving him a 50% win record, which might not sound too impressive, but 
Uh, it's his best against any current coach in the competition. And honestly, for Baz, I'd take that. I'd hang that on the wall, print it as a certificate, um, because not a bad record to have over such a, a good coach in Robbo. Mate, do you have any idea, if you've got it in front of you, uh, what Barrett's next best is? Um, his next best is uh, actually 50% against, obviously, Hook, Anthony Griffin. Um, and then his next best after that is Ricky Stewart, um, who he's three wins from seven games. Um, and obviously, those two coaches are facing off each other in the nation's capital this weekend. So also. maybe a chance to even the ledger. Yeah, the Trent Barrett-Headboys Cup. Uh, mate, let's move to the Cowboys and the Eels. Your side, uh, I'm sure you would have liked some of those stats that I threw out on on, on Bloke and a Bar the other day, and uh, this is just another one to add to it. Yeah, absolutely. Basically feeding off what you was talking about on the Bloke and the Bar podcast, um, how good this Cowboys defensive um, efforts have been this season. It's actually their best defensive start after eight rounds in their history. I think their previous best was 137 points. Um, that was back in 2012. So this is some 30-odd points, 25-odd uh, points. Oh, I don't even know where my mass is. It's 60-odd points <laughs> less. Um, it's too late in the night. It's way too late in the night for me to be going through this. Um, but considering 2020 and 2021, where they conceded 200 points after this point in the season, it's uh, some turnaround here from Toddy Payton, who uh, a lot of people were calling him a mad scientist back there. But now he's starting to turn everything into gold up there. Mate, like just on that, obviously it's their best defensive effort, you know, in the first eight weeks of you know of all time for the Cowboys. And mate, I look at the Penrith Panthers and I think they're possibly the best defensive side I've ever seen. They're averaging eleven points. Mate, the Cowboys are only average. They're only, on average they're only conceding twelve. So as much as it's the Cowboys' best ever, mate, it's probably one of the best ever in general, realistically. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you just can't like unbelievable that they can keep so many sides to to so little points at the start of the season. Obviously, they've been notoriously known as an attacking side, um, but yeah, just this defensive nature. And it's and you were saying, um, I think in the podcast as well about how defense just basically wins competitions. Yeah. Um, and this is this is what we want to see from the Cowboys. But as I mentioned before, I'm I'm not just yet convinced and that's as well being a hardcore fan as well um we've got to play Penrith, we've got to play melbourne um heck the roosters did us pretty pretty badly and they've been pretty inconsistent as well so we just got to see how it goes from here on in mate the newcastle knights on sunday definitely a day that their fans uh would rather forget but um i definitely remember that they all reminded me at the end of round two how bloody good they were going so let's remind them again about sunday what have you got for me Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In the same boat there, a few DMs that have gone quiet, um, that's for sure. Um, the Knights, they've been kept trialless in consecutive home games for the first time in their history. They now haven't scored at home in 114 minutes of footy. Their last try obviously came from Caelan Ponga. 
um, in that Manly game in the 46th minute. So they've only scored 10 points in their last three games at home, which is just absolute. Well, the wheels have fallen off the cart and the cart's just fallen off a cliff at this point. I'm not too sure where they go um, with, and this week's only going to get tougher against the defensive outfit that the Cowboys are. Mate, that cart is in some serious fucking curry at the moment. They're, they're getting hard to watch. Oh, I couldn't believe the kick out on the full. They went into halftime and Adam O'Brien obviously had to use one of his specials and they walked out and let the ball bounce six or seven times over 15 metres to go dead. I've, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it, and especially up there in Newcastle. You mentioned how many you – know, it's been 114 minutes uh, without uh, points. It's just – without a try. It's, it's insane. Like – Going up there to Newcastle, I remember as a kid, like Marathon Stadium used to be one of the hardest road trips in rugby league. They've just oh, they've come back to the pack and probably fallen behind the pack by so far. It's insane. And, I mean, I just don't know how you just don't turn up for that crowd that just keeps coming back and back and back into that stadium. I think it was another packed crowd in that Storm game. We saw it absolutely packed for that Anzac Day clash as well. They love their footy up there in Newcastle and – they just deserve a team that can provide, give them that spark, something that Joey and stuff did way back when. Um, and they've just signed their marquee man, Kalen Ponger, and a lot of play- people were saying that he he's obviously signed a contract now. He can put his mind back to footy, but when he dishes up stuff like that, um, it's been it was pretty woeful. What were your thoughts on the post-match interview? Did you see um, KP on the sideline? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, uh, a lot of people are comparing him to Jake Trebojevic, but I don't think half the captains in the comp have the same passion as Jake Trebojevic, yeah. to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's also just him as a person as well. He's a very calm, laid-back guy, not not one to show too much emotion. So I wasn't – I thought it was – a lot of people read into it that he doesn't care, but I think he does care a lot, but it's just not his personality, I guess. Mate, the game after that, the Tigers and the Dragons are from Wollongong. Dragons getting home with a good win here. The Tigers playing – uh, pretty well though, and their halves—they have really, have really stood up over the last few weeks. Obviously, Hastings—he returned from his suspension. He's taken this whole team to a new level. But I think most importantly, he's taken Brooksy to a level that we probably haven't seen before, and it feels like we've been waiting—you know—close to ten years to see it. Uh, tell me about these halves. I mean, we talked about uh, the Hastings, how much he touches a ball in a game, and again, he had ninety-six. Um, receipts in this game against the Dragons, but both halves running the ball a lot more often here. They had 46 runs collectively against the Dragons. Um, they ran for about oh, what's 170, 150, 320 plus meters between them. Um, it's the most um, runs from a halves pairing we've seen this season. Uh, Ilias and Walker had 45 against the Storm. Um, they went on to lose that game. In fact, what I have found is that if of all the halves um, pairings that have collectively run for 30 more time, thirty or more times in a game, only five of those teams have gone on to win the game. So obviously we're seeing that teams, you want the players to run the ball a lot more, but there's obviously now a limit. And I think it's around that 30-odd mark, to be honest, between the two halves because uh, it's not a, not a good win percentage for any team whose halves run the ball that much. Mate, I'd be very interested to see uh, which teams those five were. Do, do you have them by, by any chance, or is that a little bit too deep? Uh, let me check if I've kept them with me. I might have just. Oh, I, I just. I'd be very keen them. to see how many uh, of them were the Melbourne Storm. 
The Melbourne Storm was one, and they lost to the Parramatta Eels when they ran for 31 um, runs between yeah, right. uh, Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes. Yeah, right. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, mate. Um, let's dive into quickly the games coming up this week. Get your tips, one-word answers. I want you to fire them out of the cannon as my NRL app loads as slowly as it possibly fucking can. Okay, round nine Thursday, we've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Brisbane Broncos. Who you got? South, they've won their last three games against the Broncos by 13-plus points at a core stadium. Canberra Raiders, Canterbury Bulldogs. Raiders, the Dogs haven't won at the nation's capital since 2015. Panthers, Parramatta Eels. Panthers have won their last 12 home Friday night games and Parra have conceded 80 points in their last two Friday night games. I'm going the Panthers. It's like I'm talking to the Terminator. Manly and the <laughs> West Tigers. Mate, the Tigers have only won three of their 14 games against Manly at Brookie, so I'm going Manly. Roosters, Gold Coast Titans. Forget the Titans. They haven't won in Sydney since 2013. We're going the Roosters here. Uh, North Queensland. <laughs> North Queensland. <laughs> That's it. Knights have have only won once in Townsville since 2011. Good God. Melbourne Storm, St. George, Illawarra Dragons. The Dragons haven't won in Melbourne since 1999, so I'm going the Melbourne Storm. Good God. How isn't that talked about more? I have no idea. Everyone talks about the Rabbitohs record, but it has been a terrible streak for the St. George, Illawarra Dragons, that's for sure. Far out. Cronulla Sharks, New Zealand Warriors, last game of the week. I'm finishing with the Sharks here. They're undefeated at home, and the Warriors have only won two of their last nine games at Shark Park. Mate, outside, outside of the Rabbitohs, Broncos, and probably Canberra Raiders and Bulldogs, it's a pretty, uh, it's a reasonably straightforward week, isn't it? Yeah, I'm really, I might just, um, might quietly just put them all in a multi. All those wins, yeah, to be I don't honest, mind that. Bit of value. Uh, I think it is very good value. And uh, I think uh, even like a Joker on ESPN footy tips. That's what I was going to uh, say. It's got Joker around written all day. over it. If you can manage to <laughs> scale your way through Thursday, Friday, uh, this could be an absolute Joker special this weekend. Mate, for those that are listening, where can they find Random Stats Guy? Mate, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, obviously, if you keep listening to um, our potty here, I've also got another potty with uh, Natty from the Weekly Rubdown called Chase Your Losses, and we're having a bit of fun with some good bets there. So you can find me on Spotify there for all your best bets and tips and more insight like that quick fire around there. Now, mate, I know you, you, you guys came off a huge weekend the weekend before. How would you go last weekend? Mate, we were humbled this weekend. Oh, shock sure. me. <laughs> that was the best bet of the week. Two, but we'll take it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Love that. Love it. Natty would have been rattled. Great. Everyone kicks a goal. <laughs> Mate, thank you for joining us once again. I'll let you scoot. It's very late. And uh, we look forward to having you on next week. Cheers, Guru. Pleasure to be on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.